At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. to the Cryptid Keeper podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us, and if you're listening, it's you too. I'm Lily Blue. And I'm Penelope Parker. And welcome to the podcast. We're so glad to have you here. Yep, our podcast. Our podcast that we host every single week. Wow, Penny, can you believe we've been doing this podcast for over two years? I absolutely can't. There is no universe, alternate or otherwise, where I even remotely believe that this belongs to us and is our brainchild. But I guess here we are. And on top of that, Penny, you and I just raised enough money to do a live show in Chicago. How amazing is that? Oh, good. Yeah. It's great. I'm so excited about it. I know. Me too. I can't imagine a universe where we didn't host this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not our own, if that's where you're wondering. Certainly uh, no, wondering. no, yeah. no, absolutely not. Hi, we're not Alex and Addison, Hi. as you've noticed. You may, Yeah, you may be wondering, who are these goofums in my feed? <laughs> Where did they come from? I locked my door tonight. Or did you? Yeah, I... <gasps> you might want to go check that. We sneaked in through the upstairs window. Gotcha. Oh, and Ooh. I didn't break anything. I didn't break a single thing, especially not that super expensive vase from your great-grandmother. I'm sorry, I will replace it, except yeah, I won't because we... I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. So, hi. Uh, so, Penny and I are... Uh, happy April Fools! Happy. Surprise! You expected uh, an episode of the Cryptid Keeper, but instead you got us, which we're still doing an episode of the Cryptid Keeper. So, yeah, yeah, you, you expected information, but now you're getting information in a slightly ironic tone. Oh, oh. no! <laughs> April Fools! Oh, wah wah! What a disaster! So before you click away, uh. Don't, <laughs> because this is going to still be a good episode of podcasting. I assume I, I assume if you've made it this long and haven't recoiled out of pure disgust, then you're in it for the long haul. So we appreciate <laughs> you. Yeah, we appreciate you for being here and for staying. Um, so Penny and I host a podcast on the network called Ink Tank, which is a podcast that is unfortunately currently on hiatus, but only because I edit it and I'm trying to get my life together. And so if I could find an editor... It might be more consistent, but yeah. uh, I'm trying to figure out college. And so once I do that, then it'll be back up and running. Yeah, again. we all got a lot so. on the plate nowadays. And when you're essentially self-made at the moment, it's like. Yeah, it's like super rough. Um, but also, um, Penny and I also co-host a podcast with my girlfriend, Haley, called Badvertising, which uh, if you want to listen to that, that's on the network. And we also did Galaxy Warp April Fool's episode on Overwitch. So. We're all over the place. If you enjoy hearing us here today, 
uh, please go listen to us on Overwitch. And if you're wondering where Alex and Addison are, well, they got sucked into the good boys girls dimension and are talking about McElroy content. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. So if you want to go over there and listen to them talk about that, go ahead and do that. But before you do, listen to us talk about a cryptid. Uh, a real one. A real life cryptid that lives. Don't be confused. In the United States of America. Does he? Is that what we're opening with? Well, okay. So what are we talking about, Penny? Why don't you tell us what cryptid we're talking about? <laughs> we are talking about the the main man, the greenest of green, my best friend, the Grinch. Wow. He's your best friend? He's my best friend. Wow. I feel really special. Thanks, Penny. <laughs> I can have multiple best friends. <laughs> it's 2019. Yeah, no, you're you're right. But the Grinch... Get your finger out of my ear. My fingers... I'm sorry. I'll... I just... Your ear is so soft. Look, the, okay. So we're here to talk about the Grinch. Because he's been... Look... You you may not know this. Mm-hmm. You may you all y'all may not know this. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a rude guy. He's <laughs> I really mean. I feel like people kind of need to be aware of that and like be wary about the the ways in which he is a blight on civilization. Yeah. He's my best friend, but he's disgusting. Right. Well, and there are all these Grinch stands out there who are just like, oh, I love the Grinch. He's great. Let's make another movie about him. And you and I are just sitting here like, man, this guy is really mean. This guy's so mean. I don't get why people like him so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel so. I feel like it's kind of our duty to uh, to go over his wrongdoings, yeah, <laughs> one by one, yeah, absolutely, and kind of warn people about this. Uh, so, first of all, how many? So the Grinch is from a book, allegedly. Allegedly, uh, so we we imagine that there that the doctor that is known as Seuss uh, once had PhD. Yes, Dr. Seuss, PhD, uh, once had a Grinch sighting and therefore was like, from then on was like, I got to write a book about this thing. And that was yeah. the first recorded history we have of the Grinch. Right. So I guess we can talk about the original myth. Yeah. Okay. Here's the, here's, now I'm realizing the flaw in this, in this premise. I, okay. I am not familiar with the ins and outs of really any any version of the Grinch canon or otherwise. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, we'll, uh, let's see. I know the basics, but. Oh, you know what's funny is that uh, when you pull up the Grinch on IMDb, one of the recommended movies underneath it is Smallfoot. Interesting. Yeah. Which is a movie about a yeah. human that finds himself into, into Yetis. Yeah, I, I have, I've thought about that one as well. Yeah, I thought about that when one we were too. talking about doing this. Um, yeah, but the the premise for that is weird, right? Because it's like all yetis, and they don't think humans exist, and then they discover a human, and they're like, "Whoa, humans are real! They're not cryptids." Yeah, it's like a flip on the trope. Um, yeah, which I can appreciate. But um, so uh, here, I'll 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 start us out, and you can follow along. I'm kind of I just kind of <laughs> want to like see where this goes because I know. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Right. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <clears throat> it's going to be fun. All right. So 
As legend has it, uh, the Grinch lives in the Appalachian Mountains, somewhere uh, around like Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, like somewhere in that northeastern area. And, yeah, um, he, he tends to, people kind of assume he moves around a bit because the mm-hmm. sightings have been kind of erratic, but like, in general, that's like the area. Right. And so, you know, he's he he's very, he lives on his own, right? And he's very reclusive. Yeah, so as far as like the legend goes, Dr. Seuss, PhD, once went hiking up in the mountains of Appalachia and saw this Grinch and was like, oh, I gotta write a book about that guy. And did it. And yeah, and he's, he's, he, was, he was writing down <laughs> really stupid bit incoming. He was, okay, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was writing down what he saw, and he was, like, laying out all his sketches and stuff. And he was like, ah, oh, man, what should I call this green bench? <laughs> Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch. It's okay. We can cut that out. <laughs> what should I call this green bench? Um... <laughs> It's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> a Grinch. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, so he had heard tale of this green creature, green fuzzy creature, that apparently, according to the 2018 movie by Illumination, which, so because not much is known about the Grinch, we're, we're assuming that every piece of media that's ever been made about the Grinch in some form is true. Right, and just happening over different eras of time. Right, exactly. So <laughs> if we are to, if we are taking that as fact, then that means according to the 2018 version of The Grinch by Illumination Studios and Universal, that means that The Grinch wears pants and shoes that are made out of the skin of other Grinches. Which is absolutely reprehensible. That is just like... like Eating glass is bad, right? Like, eating glass is gross, and, like, hating Christmas sucks, but, like, wearing the skin of other... Like, that would be, like, me skinning a human and then wearing their legs out in public with no other clothing on on top of it. Just like... Either that or just manufacturing synthetic skin pants. <laughs> yeah. Like... Which is probably the worst sentence I've said in the past 38 hours. <laughs> synthetic skin pants is the name of my Riot Girl band. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, so, like, if we're going down just a list of the Grinch's horrible, horrible crimes, that's definitely at the top and really should be the limit. But if it's not for you, uh, then I guess I'm sorry about where you're at and we'll keep going. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we peaked too soon, but honestly, like, (laughs) I had to Yeah, we should have saved that one for last, like, kind of the the kicker, like, oh, and if you thought these other horrors were bad. Wait till you hear about the skin pants. How about a crime against nature? How does mm-hmm. that suit you? Mm-hmm. So, so he lives up in these mountains, right? Uh, he is—he's uh, allegedly uh, in 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 many of his sightings. He is alleged—he is allegedly heard grumping and grumbling about. Mm-hmm. Seems like a very sort of sour guy. Well, and um, he hates Christmas, um, and. Uh, he he just he hates christmas and it's just too joyous and happy for him cuz the the 
legend has it that his heart is very small. Very, very tiny, almost non-functionally tiny. Yeah, it's like teeny tiny, which like, honestly, like he should get that checked out by a doctor. I'd be worried about like his blood flow, you know? Yeah, he's probably got other things to worry about, though, like all the glass he's putting in his digestive system. That's that's fair. And the nuts and bolts he's blending up on a daily basis. Um what a horrible man. He's he's really a horrible person. Like <laughs> he's despicable. Like I don't understand anyway. Um in every version of the story, uh there is a little girl named Cindy Lou who who like comes down the stairs and like saves the Grinch, I guess. I guess like does she like is it really considered single-handedly? Like, well, I mean, she like I guess makes him feel for the first time, and then the next but, day. But also, like in in various versions of the story, that's not even true. Yeah, a lot of the myths about this guy, uh, like sort of build off of the assumption that he once enjoyed living and loving and stuff, and was just kind of like mm. soured into his patheticness Mm -hmm. so like it's weird because like i don't know what does she do well so in like the original version of the story right uh she just comes down the stairs to get a cup of water on christmas eve because she hears santa claus bumbling around in her living room and it's the grinch who's actually come to steal all of her christmas um and so she's like hey what are you doing with my tree and he's like oh there's a light on it that burned out and i'm gonna take it back to the workshop and fix it for you and she's like cool thanks (laughs) okay okay because she's fun because she's six right um and then uh yeah so she he steals her christmas and then the next day everybody wakes up and they're all sad in the in the 2018 legend uh the most recent edition of this of this legend uh she like says something to him about singing and how it like makes all her sadness melt away and then he tries it and that's why he gets happiness he well it's not even like he he, like he doesn't even sing he just kind of like listens yeah that's the thing she like she's like Hey, like if you close your eyes and listen to the song, then it'll it'll warm you up inside or, or mm-hmm. something adjacent to that. And then he just kind of like closes his eyes on the top of a mountain. <laughs> right. Uh, in the 2000 version, I don't remember exactly why his heart grows. Oh, so that's the thing, right? So like he learns about the true meaning of Christmas and his heart gets bigger, which, again, sounds like a medically unsound Thing to be happening to your body <laughs> right. of like I, my heart is enlarged by joy like that's... i'm shocked he's not often depicted as writhing on the ground in searing pain like well that's the thing in the 2000 version he is he's like he like falls to the ground and scream but that's jim carrey um but yeah if, J- if jim carrey is not falling on the ground and screaming then it's not jim carrey it's not really a jim carrey movie is it um <laughs> But no, I so he's up on on top of the uh, he's up on top of the mountain about to dump his. Uh, I kid you not, the words are dump his load. 
<laughs> in every iteration of the story, the words are dump his load, and it's never oh, ceased no. to make me really uncomfortable because oh, I'm seven. No. I'm a seven-year-old yeah. boy, and it makes me <laughs> so uncomfortable. Um, <clears throat> but it, uh, <laughs> yeah, which Dr. Seuss, dude, I love you, but like, come on, man. There had to be better words. There, there was definitely. There had to be better words than those. Boy, what did it? Did it? What did it rhyme with? What was he rhyming it with? Uh, I think snow. That does something like climb up the lo- climbed up the mountain through the wind and the snow to the top of Mount Crumpet. To, to let his, his stuff road. go. Yeah. That's what you rhyme that with. I don't remember. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the thing is off the top of my head. I don't have it memorized. Here, I'm going to look up. If you have properly portrayed this stanza, then I'm personally disappointed in the work of Theodore Geisel. That's the first time I've ever been in this position. It's not one that I want to be in. A, I'm not happy to be here. He's a good man. He's a good man. Most of the time. Most of the time. <clears throat> he wasn't always a good man, but you know, we all grow and learn and change. So, Which brings us back to this Grinch. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing about the Grinch. Uh, so this story, like, to me, is one of those, um, you know, you know the, like, folklore stories where you tell them to your children and it's supposed to be, like, a message? Yes. Right? Like a cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in the original book, it doesn't actually say that, which is good. Okay, good. Because, but they did say that in the new movie, Pharrell Williams said something about dumping his load, and I was like, what? That definitely is worse. Yeah, 3,000 okay, feet up you're off, off the, the side. Hook. You're off the hook this yeah. time, Theodore. 3,000 Pharrell? feet up the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with his load to the tip top to dump it. Oh, see, I did hear that. Yeah, I heard that line. It's still weird. It it didn't strike me as weird as if they had straight up said in that order went up to dump his load like that. No, they did say that. I swear on my life. In like in that movie, order. Said, yes, I swear. I definitely, I, I definitely heard the first version in the movie that went up to load. He took his load up the hill to dump it. I heard that version. I didn't hear the rearranged version. But also, I was only... No, well, I also was only paying 20% attention at <laughs> <Yeah>. most. Because, <laughs> uh, listen, folks, it's a... The movie is... It's bad. Well, it's... It's boring. It's noise. Yeah. It is. It's background noise. It's it's pretty. It it's is nice I to was, look at. That was, that was the thing. Surprisingly. Like, yeah, I was like, we're we're not super here to talk about the movie, but I was watching it and I was like, this is visually like appealing, at least. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there are worse looking movies. I think The Grinch is like one of those like cautionary. It's like it's like yeah, like or like you know the stories about like how the Earth came to be and like we're riding around on the back of a turtle or like. Um, the story about the children that were crossing the rainbow bridge and started falling and the gods changed them into dolphins and that's how dolphins came to be like right and this one is kids don't be loud and happy yeah don't be uh well well it's also about well (laughs) wait hold on (laughs) i didn't process what you said until just then and i was like wait no that's not what i'm implying at all 
no, I was, <laughs> I was, I was glad you went with it. Um, no, I was, I was like, I was so in yes ending mode. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yes, it, yes, it's a message to the children not to be. This is a message from your parents to not be loud and happy on Christmas. Just shut up and sit down and go to sleep. If you sing, bye bye your Xbox. You'll never see your Xbox again. We didn't um, do it. Don't blame us. It wasn't us. It was the it Grinch. Was, it was the Grinch. No, I mean... He's up there. I see it more as like a a tale of like, you know, sometimes there are mean and bad people in the world and like, you're not going to be able to change them. So like, you should be nice to them, right? And like, love them anyway. Yeah. If that tracks... It it definitely it, yeah no it's it's like and also it is definitely a a story about the power of amicability right in the in the face of people who are just nasty for the sake of being nasty right because I feel like that's the thing about the Grinch right is he's just like he's just nasty for the sake of being nasty like in the original story like he's just mean to be mean you know what yeah, I mean there, like there, he's there not... was no there was no sympathizing factor. He just was no. the way he was. He was just mean. And then, like, every other iteration after that, like, tried to add some, like, you know, like, in the 2000, the Jim Carrey version, like, he is, he was, like, bullied in school. Yeah. Right? And so, Look like, at that hack job. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I can hear the exact, yeah. like... <laughs> Oh, you just that's like that's like the only line i remember from that movie yes the exact inflection it was yes. spoken no but that's the thing is like i watched that movie so many times like i could hear i auditorily like could hear the whole thing in my head so you said that line with the perfect inflection and my whole brain went back in time like 12 years anyway yeah um and then but yeah. yeah but then and then the new one does the same thing where it's like he was like neglected on christmas and he was like right. in an environment where he didn't get any gifts or any right. sort of friendship or anything he was an orphan and yeah didn't have family to be with on christmas and so then hate that was the reason he hated christmas and like no he just hates it yeah because he's just mean and he hates it like there's no I, reason. I yeah i i like the i like the original value of telling mm. kids like hey uh, some sometimes people, people are, just, are just mean. They're just gonna be assholes sometimes. Yeah. Like there's literally there's and like you and like you just need to kind of do your best, right? And then they're gonna do whatever they want. But like you don't have to worry about it at that point because like you know they'll they'll make their bed. Like mm -hmm. I like that. I I like that. I don't really. I get why it's like initially attractive to like mm -hmm. to uh like make him a little bit more three-dimensional and like give him that backstory and stuff but like mm -hmm. that's not that's not where the value of that story comes in no that's what i'm saying like i feel like the moral and the value of the story by adding that like three-dimensional backstory you've kind of warped the original author's intent yeah of and, saying just like hey there are just mean people and like you just have to continue to be you and be nice and love them Right, and, and like not only that, but it, it waters down the the power of the the ending where something actually does break through to him, like that. It legitimately kind of muddles it, because like the whole thing is about like how how kindness and beauty can like break through that cold that cold right. shell. But right. like if you if you set a precedent for that, it, it muddles the impact. 
So bad job <laughs> for everybody involved. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't appreciate the, like, other tellings of the story any less. I'm just saying that, like, the original value is my favorite, like, interpretation uh-huh. of the moral arc of the story and, like, right. just kind of, like, how it how it happens it's it's sim- it's simpler in execution but then like the the underlying thematic importance is raised as a result which is cool yeah um well that's the reality though of like making like specifically dr seuss books into movies which lots of people have tried to do um but the thing is like he writes children's books, right? So they're really short. And so, like, if you want them to be feature film length, which is, like, an hour and a half for kids, if you want them to be feature film length, you have to add in all this fluff and fuzz and other shenanigans. Uh, and it's just, like, super unnecessary. Do these, these movies star young bears and British families because they got a serious case of Paddington. Oh, We can cut that one out too. That's two. Two out of three. Third one and I will be assassinated on the spot. (laughs) It's not leading to anything. I just thought I'd put it out there as a comfort. What? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, (laughs) so (laughs) what else do we know about the Grinch? Uh, I mean, we know he can sew. Yeah, I guess. They did They did show him sewing. Like, in pretty much every iteration, like, even in the book, there's an illustration of him making a Santa suit oh. with, like, scissors and a, and a needle and thread. Like, he's a skilled person. Which, like, I guess it, makes sense, right? Because, like, he's lived alone for all of these years. Like, what else is there to do besides build skills? Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Like... I want to know. I want to like sit him down and have. You're lunch telling me this whole time I could have been building skills. <laughs> what have <laughs> I been doing? <laughs> I've wasted the past four years. Oh man, I messed up. I want to. Time to invent a time machine. Maybe that'll womp, help me womp. build some skills, and then what? I can go back in time and build more. Slap my own head. What's it gonna take? Am I right? <laughs> 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 I need to go to the gym. Oh, God, mood. Me too. And so does the Grinch. Back on topic. <laughs> He's, you know, yeah. Yes. Um, It's it's fine. We're... <laughs> this is a podcast. This is a podcast. This uh, is a that discussion we're that we're having. Oh, my God. Why did we do this? <laughs> I don't know. I feel we, so, like, so intimidatingly out of my element right now. No, we literally could have done anything else, and we chose the Grinch because we hate ourselves. Yeah, I don't know, like, how to talk about this, except for just, like, riffing on the movie. Well, so, yeah, I mean, we probably can talk about the movie a little bit more, too. So, I do want to say uh, that the 2018 The Grinch... Uh, the Grinch is voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, Jesus. Doing an impression of a diet, watered-down, dollar store Bill Hader. Yeah, and, like, he d- 
It's Benedict Cumberbatch in the movie, but right. he never sounds like he's in the movie. No, I will like, li- like I was watching it, and th- this never stopped. I was watching the whole movie, thinking, "Okay, I'm his." It's not just his voice; it's literally like something about the mixing or like the syncing or like the way the mouth is animated compared to the voice. Mm. Something about it, the way that this film was put together, something in the voice syncing department went wrong and like it does not sound like his voice is in the world of the movie Mm-mm. not not once does it sound like he's actually spatially there Mm-mm. and i cannot put my finger on why um but it always feels disconnected yeah and then on top of that he's doing diet bill hater which doesn't fit the character in the first place and no. would have been much better if he had just done his normal voice. Like, or, his, like his Doctor Strange voice would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Or if they had just hired Bill Hader. Yeah, like if you they were going to do Bill Hader, get Bill Hader. If you're going right. to Benedict Cumberbatch, get Benedict Cumberbatch. Right, but they also, they also like, they already had Rashida Jones and Kenan Thompson who are like close personal co-work <laughs> friends. With Bill Hader. Like, with Bill Hader, who's a they, famed SNL guy. Yeah, like, they already had SNL actors. They should have just, like, I I don't understand. Like, I don't, I can't comprehend it. And yeah, like, and it... Angela it nev- Lansbury, out of nowhere? It never nowhere? stops being jarring. Yeah, they, the cast in this one is wild, both it's in... so crazy! Both in star power and in placement, because, like, oh so rarely... God. So rarely do any of the the star cast that they have really make all that much sense in the positions they put no. them in. It's like, so weird. I was really excited that they had a female mayor and then had Ange- I love Angela Lansbury, but I just like didn't expect to hear my mom. Like <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Mrs. Potts, what are you doing here? Yeah, I did enjoy how you like we were watching it and you instantaneously knew who it was. Like, oh yeah drop of a hat oh yeah she's got one of the most recognizable voices to me like i i could hear i could be walking down a street and i could hear her talking and i'd be like angela lansbury where is she what are you doing in my town what are you doing in my town um the other thing that was weird to me is that keenan thompson voices a character whose name is mr Bricklebaum, who's like this big bushy beard like mountain man yeah um like a lumberjack right and he just sounds like keenan thompson right he's just like keenan thompson and he sounds like himself doing a little bit of like a like a deep deeper voice but like essentially his normal voice right it's so off-putting because you're like wait but that's keenan thompson and like (laughs) i i can see his face it's it's the same like like, thing with the benedict cumberbatch thing like it doesn't look like his voice should be matching up to the character and it's just really i don't like it so the other thing i will say about this film is that the children designs are very excellent and they are. the children voice actors are very excellent and the voice direction for them is very good. Like the kid scenes were probably my favorite parts of the movie. Um, they were so cute and the shenanigans they got up to. And I love that they gave Cindy Lou like some friends, you know, because like, yeah. And the, and the friends are like just as adorable. Like, well, like you, like the movie opens up and like shortly into it, you're introduced to Cindy and uh, you look at her design and you're like, she is the cutest child so I've ever cute. seen in my you life. You just want to like pinch her little cheeks. She's, She's got like little stick up braided pigtails with bows on them. And they're mm-hmm. like, just, just precious. And this little uh, button and then, nose. 
and yeah and then like halfway through the movie you're introduced to her like she has this group of friends and they are just as amazing Mm -hmm. um and there's like this little girl that always has a scarf over her mouth and always has it on even when she's sleeping and it's fantastic so at the beginning of the movie they set up the plot right you meet the grinch and he's mean and he's grumpy and he's green and he wears skin pants and then you meet cindy lou and she's cute and adorable and she wants to send a letter uh, to Santa and you know her mom is a nurse who works the night shift and she's a single mom with three kids she's got a pair of twin boys and Cindy Lou and you know she's tired and she works really hard and all this stuff and so uh, Cindy Lou who goes to deliver her letter and then like runs into the Grinch and loses her letter and she's like, no, I, you don't understand. Like, it's super important. I need th- th- this it's, letter needs to get to Santa. It's like super important. And he's like, well, why don't you just go visit Santa yourself? And so she starts making this plan to like go to the North Pole to find Santa and to talk to him. Yeah. Um, And when she makes that plan, she like pulls her friend aside to talk to him about it and tell him what she's doing. And in that moment, it's revealed that, like, the reason she wants to go talk to Santa is because she wants to ask for something really special for her mom because her mom works really hard and she just wants her to be happy. And at this moment, (laughs) at this moment, I made Penny pause the movie. And I said, "Okay, I want you to follow my thought train here because the way they have structured the plot where they introduce the Grinch introduce the who family and then explain what the child wants the natural progression of like this kind of trope is that the mean grumpy man they introduced at the beginning and the little child's mom will get together yeah it is very much like kind of like structurally implied that that's where they're going and it's horrifying and we both had this moment of like existential horror i was like i've watched enough hallmark christmas movies and i know this trope and like i know where this normally goes hey so here's my question okay like yes so yeah like you you were totally valid to it like expect that in some way given how they set it up i agree my question is how did it end because she, I'm going to be honest, by the time we got to the end, I was out. Like, I was out, like, an hour in, and then the last 30 minutes are, like, a fever dream in my memory. Yeah, so that's the thing, is, like, they they wrapped up the Cindy Lou Who plot, like, they wrapped it up, but it was, like, really loose and kind of, like, un I legitimately don't know what happened. Right, like, so, so the Grinch, like, listens to the music, right, and his heart gets all big, and he's like, oh, cool, um, I'm happy now, time to bring the presents back to the people. Um, <clears throat> and we cut to Cindy Lou, and she's like, oh, mom, you know, I'm really sad, because our Christmas is gone, and... Uh, her mom's like, no, it's not. Christmas is inside of you. And she's like, no, but that's... that." Uh, uh, she was like, I, I this is my fault. Santa took all the presents away because I asked him for something special for you because you work so hard and like I wanted you to have a special present. The mom goes, oh, honey, that's really sweet, but I don't need anything special because I've got you. And that was it. That was how that's they it? wrapped up that plot point. Which, like, is cool, I guess, but, like, 
I I feel like we maybe missed something because like I it's so weird to me that like I didn't feel like I watched a conclusion to that plot line ever. No, there there wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Like that was the conclusion was that the mom was like Oh, honey, it's, it's not fine. Your fault. Like, yeah, like you're fine. I don't need anything but you. And I was like, That's legitimately, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just I literally like, go through the whole movie setting up that like something magical is gonna happen with her mom, and then the conclusion is just, no, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> like that's no, it. like that was it. There was no payoff for this like plot point that they'd built up. Like this little girl <laughs> set up a trap for Santa. Like there was like all this shit that went down, and there was no payoff for it. And it was just like, what? Like, I'm laughing because I kind of love that. Like not even like ironically making fun of the movie. Kind yeah, of way. I'm kind of super down for like an. <laughs> emotional payoff arc where some the whole movie is like oh man like this person's really killing themselves over this like i should do something nice for them then at the end they kind of confront it with them and they're like i just wanted to do something special for you and then they're just like no it's all good (laughs) okay but like that would be great if you like structured it like that like intentionally but i don't think that was their intention and that's the oh, problem absolutely not absolutely not that was meant to be a payoff but like in and of itself removing it from the context that they so obviously put it in like right it's incredible i'm so right. up for that like no absolutely fantastic i will say though the implication that like the implication of that to me is kind of just like it makes me really uncomfortable as a feminist right because the the implied narrative there is that like she's a mom and like she loves her kids which like of course if you're a mother you love your children but that's like just enough yeah you know what i mean and like like she, like, she doesn't need a break every no, once in a while like that's unhealthy that's an unhealthy expectation to put on you know little girls who are one day going to be mothers and on mothers who are mothers currently and like who have children and their children are watching this movie and going oh so my mom doesn't ever need anything special ever or a break she's fine just the way she is because she has me and like yeah i'm good enough she doesn't need a life yeah like i know like i'm not trying to say like because I, I want to have three kids, right? So, like, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm no, a teacher, I, I, and, like, I love and appreciate children. But, so that's not where this is coming from. But, like, we are all humans, and we eventually need breaks and, like, time to chill and, like, sleep. And maybe a spa day. You know? Like, yeah. like a, a massage. A yeah. facial. Like, going to get Balance, our nails self-care, done. Some new shoes. Yes. Like... It's just so, so crazy to me that the writers were like, yeah, sure, we'll just close up this plot line with the mom being like, oh, honey, I've got you, and that's all I need. And I'm like, what? I, I will say, uh, yeah, I will say we were both pretty checked out by the time. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there's, there's like an epilogue scene that happens kind of after like his heart grows. Then like yeah. they kind of, Cindy Lou goes up to him again and like they, they're like eating around a table or something. So maybe like there was a conversation we missed that kind of like, caps it off a little bit more but i don't remember anything because i wasn't listening Mm -mm. but from where we're standing that's just no this movie added additional an additional scene 
that literally no other iteration of the Grinch has ever added just and they, I literally think they just did it for time because they couldn't figure out like oh yeah because so the Grinch like comes down the mountain and gives them the presents back and like apologizes and then like sadly sulks back to his house <laughs> and, then and then Cindy Lou shows yeah. up and is like yo you shouldn't be alone on Christmas come join us for dinner and he like goes to their house and like there's this whole like five minute scene of him like helping serve food and like just all this random it's, it's so bizarre it's the it's the charlie and the chocolate factory thing they just yoinked from that and we're just like here you go take this grinch film yeah i guess it's just i don't understand <laughs> but yeah no you and i were so like not even listening at that point like i don't know what happened i i was like i I didn't I didn't realize at the time how actually tired and out of it I was, but I realized this later when I woke up the next day and I and I and I all I remembered was uh the movie finished. Uh you had gotten on the phone with Haley in the meantime, so we were sitting there all three of us talking. Haley was reading reviews of the mm-hmm. movie and some of them were funny and scathing. And then I was like, "Okay, I need to go to bed." I logged off, lied down, and I don't remember anything else after that. Like I was, I couldn't have been awake for more than ten minutes after you that. Passed out. I yeah, was no, gone. I um, yeah, it's a. It was an adventure to say the least. Um, a good one? I don't know. Probably not. But you know, we did it. We watched a movie, uh, and we talked about the Grinch. <laughs> we did. <sighs> God, I'm just, listen, it's it's also, like, it's not a matter of, like, loyalty to the original, right? Because, like, obviously, like, my favorite version of this movie is the 2000 Jim Carrey version, because that's the version I was raised on. Right. And, like, it's not, it's not bias. Like, I'm not being biased and, like, not giving, I gave this movie a fair chance. I really did. They just, like, did the Grinch bad. Yeah. They didn't do him right. They tried to make him, like, soft and relatable. And, like, that's not... No. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, every Everybody who has seen him knows he's a stinky man. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, deserve like, to be loved. No. the so- That's the point. Is, like, that's the point of the story. Is he's not... You love to hate him. He's supposed to be lo- lovingly hateable. You know, like the Jim Carrey version, there's a scene where he gets his head smashed between a giant symbol playing monkey and it's hilarious. And there's the one where he like I, that. The movie is so funny. It's so good because he's like despicable. He's horrible, awful, awful. But like you love to hate him. So I don't know. I just it's it's the movie is fine. It's fine. But like it's fine. It's just fine is the problem. Like it's not. <laughs> great you know i just hope they don't like institute the new grinch stuff at universal the parks because right now you can like meet like the jim carrey grinch at the universal parks and it's very yeah yeah well i don't know illumination's got their meaty claws on a lot of things now yeah i know well we'll see i've not actually been on the minions ride i wonder if it's any good I didn't know that existed. Oh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. No, it does. I've never wondered until now. 
Yep. All right. Well, you want to wrap uh, up and. I guess. <laughs> I guess we said everything we needed to say about. I this. guess. Like, what, what else is there to talk about? Just, you know, just love each other. I think that's it. That's the moral yeah. of the story is like, just. Just don't. Just be good. Yeah. Don't be mean for no reason. There's no point in being a Grinch. Like. If you're if you're gonna wear pants, don't don't make them skin pants. Don't make them skin pants. Just kind of get some jeans or something. Get some jeans. Get some I don't know some joggers. You know what? Even wear leggings. Like those are pants. Yeah. At this point, you know, like at this point, better than I've got on leggings. Yeah, absolutely. No skin pants, please, for the no, love of no God. No skin pants. Now skin now skin tight pants. Go. That's for it. different though. That's different. Leather pants, still different because it's not human skin. <laughs> right. I yeah. I know. I I trust our audience understands at this point. <laughs> our audience, the ones our we audience, built, the ones that we built up and worked so hard <laughs> to do. The ones who totally appreciated this <laughs> spiel of bull for fifty minutes. Oh, you know, I'm I'm sure. I mean, <clears throat> I we'll see. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> happy april fools happy april fools everyone thanks for coming to our our grinch talk which is thanks for coming to the the grinch talk we've been dying to talk about this movie Mm -hmm. i guess this is my um the grinch talk is my like new version of ted talk (laughs) what's the stipulation so like the name implies a lot right so instead of talking like science and inventions and politics and stuff you get up on stage and you just rant for 15 minutes about something you hate (laughs) like a grinch talk is just like have i ever told you how much i hate when people leave their socks on the floor (laughs) I've been trying to beat this boss in Sick Hero for like three <laughs> days. My roommate. Never heard of the parry system. Thanks for taking it and making an entire game based around it. From. My goldfish is so loud. <laughs> just stop crying. Maybe you should just. Ask him what's... No! I didn't ask for your opinion! This is my rant! This is my bridge talk! Sit down or leave! Yeah, this... <laughs> this isn't feeling central. I'm mad and I'm allowed to be. Oh, God. Sir, you're gonna have to leave the stage. No! No! This is my bridge talk! You promised me this time! <laughs> I need this! <laughs> I signed a contract. I you promised me I have. People to know. I need people to know about how loud my fish is because it's really annoying. <laughs> anyway. Oh, wait. That might be the faulty water filter. <laughs> Never mind. Bye, everybody. Anyway, thanks for coming to my Grinch talk. Thanks for coming to my Grinch talk, everybody. Cool. <laughs> got one good bit out of this oh god all the way at the very end um all right so thank you again for listening (laughs) to the cryptid keeper our podcast that we host every week 
every on... single week. <laughs> um, if you would like to find the Cryptic Keeper on Twitter, that uh, they are, I think, at Crypt at Crypt Keeper Pod, Crypt Keep Pod. I don't remember what it is, but <laughs> if you're listening to this, <laughs> you look it up. You if you probably know yeah, that. <laughs> let's not. If let's you're not listening to this, the... you know what it is. Yeah, but let's not like we're we're guests in this podcast feed we're home guests... right now. You're I don't. Right, you're right, you're I don't right. want to come in on. No, no, like, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hold on. Dump wine on somebody else's Alex. carpet. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to follow the Cryptid Keeper on Twitter, they are at Crypt Keep Pod. Um, and if you would like to follow us on Twitter, uh, or our podcast, we are at Ink Tank Cast uh, on the Twitter box. Uh, and then our individual Twitters, mine is at Blue Space Queen. And mine is at Snaps Cube. Yep, and uh, we both also do lots of other things. We both do other podcasts. I write music. Penny also writes music and does Let's Plays and video games. I stream video games on Twitch. We're all very busy people. We're very busy people. Um, thank you to Andrew Giada, who is the composer of the theme song, and also to the audio wizard, Val Patron, who is going to edit this episode. Val, I am so sorry in advance. Um, <laughs> also... We've- very much appreciate you guys letting us in on on oh your, my gosh, on your yes. show. Thank you for having us here. It's been a wonderful time. Um, sorry for being just a bunch of goofs, but it is April if, Fools. If you want us around for a better one, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, um, I've already called dibs on like mermaids or sirens or whatever because like that's oh, my yeah. whole everything. I'll probably get in on the gamers episode. <gasps> Are gamers a cryptid? They should be. <laughs> valid uh we are also uh, proudly hosted this podcast is proudly hosted by the lunar light studio podcasting network which can be found at www.lunarlightstudio.com or on twitter at lunar light hq and yeah and as always we hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.